Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Thanks for being part of the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the Word of God? I don't know if you've ever thought very deeply about that, but most of you understand that the Bible did not drop out of heaven immediately and completely formed, but that uh, our Creator in heaven has decided that uh, He would progressively reveal truth about Himself that he would give the words to those who were his servants down through the ages until we had a completed revealing of his will, and that's in the pages of the scriptures themselves. Um, We have the privilege of knowing that the Bible was not written in sterile, encyclopedic type form, I, for one, am very grateful for that. It's really boring to to read just an encyclopedia of definitions of terms and things like a dictionary, but rather God has revealed His Word in terms of human experience. And I've been thankful for that because we all love hearing a good story. And certainly we retain truth, I think, a lot better when we read it in a good story. In the Bible, you're reading about truth in real life, in flesh. You're reading about how God's statutes and His ordinances and His commandments and all of His truth and how it's lived out in the pages of Scripture and whether there are examples there to follow or errors to be avoided. I read in the lives of very real people who were given words of God, yes, incomplete as far as we have it today. I mean, because if you've ever thought about that, it was a it was a staggering thing for Abraham to believe God and take him at his word because he didn't have the written word of God at the time. Abraham had to lean on every utterance that ever came from the lips of God. And so there was a significant amount of faith that was required to take God at His Word. Uh, And I think today that is a mild rebuke to all of us that we would demand that God would reveal Himself the way we would like to. And God has given us the assurances through the pages of Scripture that, that whatever He speaks, whatever He breathes out, He also preserves. God has preserved His Word. Many people scoff at that. They mock at that. Even people sometimes who call themselves believers. But we need to remember today, and I want you to remember, that God has given us His Word that's based on His very character Himself. That He has valued His Word uh, uh, according to His own character. Scripture tells us that over and over again. And so Abraham was called to lean on this promise of God that every utterance that fell from God's lips was truth. And Abraham then was committed to, to receiving it and believing it and trusting it and living by it. I love it in Genesis chapter 12 when Abraham is met by God. He's called out from paganism. He's, he's given these precious exceedingly precious promises about land, uh, about a legacy, about his descendants, and that God would bless all the nations of the world through Abraham himself. And God just promised so much his presence with with uh, with uh, Abraham as he would obey him. Uh, and so this communion is entered into by Abraham with God. Uh, as a man with his friend, the script, scripture tells us. In fact, Isaiah 41, verse 8, the Bible says, But you, Israel, my descendant Jacob, whom I have chosen, 
descendant of Abraham, my friend. The Bible even calls Abraham God's friend. And so thus far as we're reading through Genesis in our in our Bible reading program from church, we see that Abraham has initially been approached by God in grace and love and appeared to him and accepted him and, and entered into a covenant of peace uh, with Abraham. But yet here in chapter 18, that relationship continues because in Genesis chapter 18, uh, God is going to appear to Abraham for the purpose of helping Sarah, his wife, to grow in faith, and then to give some counsel and some advice about the destruction of Sodom and share with Abraham what he's about to do. So uh, I don't want to spend all the time on the entirety of the chapter, but there's some things that I want to point out to you regarding this theophany, this pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ whereby we know that the Godhead is not just one person, but is literally a trinity, uh, or at least a multiplicity, uh, plurality within a unity. So as Genesis chapter 18 opens, the Lord visits Abraham and assures Sarah of the birth of a son. And of course, Abraham uh, initially, before this conversation began, is kind of in the heat of the day, chilling at the tent door, and uh, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 18 that three men stood before him, which is an interesting thing. Uh, and as the conversation goes on, the Bible says that uh, Abraham went out, or ran out literally to go and to meet him and calls him in verses 3 through 5. Abraham uses the word uh, Adonai, the word Lord, referring to one who has authority. And that may be a divinity or not, but the fact of the matter is that he recognized this one had authority. Uh, These men, who were these men? They appeared uh, to Abraham in that time of day, and apparently Abraham recognized that there was something significant about them. These men in some way represented God. And of course, at this point, Abraham was not unfamiliar with uh, with communication with God, and that God in his own timing would appear to him and give him information and revelation that he needed to know. And so these men in some way represented God uh, because they appeared unto Abraham. It's interesting that Abraham addresses himself first to one person in verse 3, and then to more than one of these men in verses 4 and 5. Uh, It's actually stated, if you mark these things in your Bible, that they said something. They said in verse 5, they did uh, in verse 10, uh, and he said, and at length the Lord said unto Abraham. Uh, Then uh, in verse 15 it says, and he said. So when we are told that the men rose up and Abraham went with them in verse 16, then you have the Lord said, twice in verse 17 and in verse 20 and last of all in verse 22 the men turned their faces and went toward Sodom and Abraham was yet standing before the Lord which is an interesting thing many Bible scholars have wrestled with this down through the years and from this statement from these verses it appears that of the three men um, one at any event, or or in any case, was the Lord himself. Uh, he was making intercession uh, 
Abraham made intercession to him for any righteous that were in Sodom. And two of them, which were apparently angelic creations, went on to Sodom to do the work of the Lord and to bring Lot out. My point being this, that this pre-incarnate form of the Lord Jesus Christ was once again offering salvation and sharing as a friend would with Abraham. The conference that Abraham with, had concerning Sodom uh, and that interview that went on is a very interesting one. And he, uh, Abraham learned some good things about the Lord through this. And I suppose what's very remarkable to me and what has been instructive as I read through this is that level of communion, that level of, of closeness and intimacy that Abraham was now beginning to enjoy. He entered into the privilege of being a child of God, the privileges of being one of the sons of God. He literally has become the friend of God. And it comes because Abraham was willing to listen to God's word and to take it to heart. And Jesus, I believe, in the form of that theophany, appeared to Abraham to encourage him and to draw him into that close relationship. But it came as a direct result of Abraham being committed to humbling himself and bowing uh, at God's word and believing it and trusting that God is a keeper of promises. Today, I would assure you that your faith grows stronger and your intimacy grows closer with the Lord Jesus. When you are captivated by his word, where it entirely directs your thinking and your goals and your objectives in life, today you may need a precious promise to hang your hat on. And I'll remind you that those promises are found in Scripture, and not just in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament as well. Abraham discovered God's faithfulness through all things. Yes, even his wife had to learn that, that when God made a promise, he was going to keep that promise. It doesn't matter whether you're an old woman or an old man, God never fails. His faithfulness never does. It's always consistent. It's we who are so flighty and so frail and weak in our faith. I encourage you today to find one of those great promises of Scripture. Meditate on it and then thank God for what He's going to do. May the Lord bless you today. Keep your eyes fixed on Christ and serve Him with all your heart.